This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Welcome to Pick a Tale. I am with Access Radio Taranaki, 104.4 FM. My name is Leslie Dowding, and I'm a storyteller. I enjoy telling stories in schools, libraries, parks, outside, inside. I have many stories to share. Some are my own tales, and some are from around the world. I hope to bring your world into the world of story, wherever you are. May you enjoy every Wednesday, 8am. Welcome to Pick a Tale. I hope everyone had a nice school holiday and now you're back at school. It's not long before it'll be Christmas holidays. Yippee! These stories come from tales told in tents and Asia is an enormous part of the world and it would be quite good if you could get a map out and have a look at all the different countries that sit in that great big area called Central Asia. It goes from Turkey right to Pakistan, Kazakhstan, all these lovely Stan names and their stories go back thousands of years. This story is slightly different for you, but it actually is quite interesting because it has a lot of horses in this story because that's what the people had in those days and they still ride horses even now. But the horses that they have are for gathering their cattle, but they live in mountainous regions and horses are sometimes their only way of transport. So this story from long, long ago is called The Girl Who Cried a Lake. There was a Khan who was head of a wolf clan and he had a beautiful daughter. Now a clan was a group of tribes people and often they were named after animals like bear or wolf. She was very, very bright and very, very clever at riding horses. She had long black plaits and rosy red cheeks and her eyes were bright blue like sapphires. She was so clever when she rode her horses that all the young men in the area wanted to be just like her. She would go out and she would ride really fast across what was called the plains, but then she would leap off and stand upright on the saddle, just holding on to the reins. You might have seen someone do that in a circus. Then she would slip down and she would swing herself either way from one side of the saddle to the other, then sit back on. She could go as fast as the wind and everyone wanted to be like her. She had a group of friends who leapt on their horses too and sometimes they had long leather straps which they would use to stir the horses on. The boys would like to chase them and catch up with them. They wore red and yellow scarves tied around their heads and they would lean on the necks of the horses and they would call them to go faster and faster to try and catch 
those crazy girls on horses. It became quite a big game. The riders chased each other, the horses kicked up the earth. They loved it and the riders would try to trick each other by turning the horses sharply and changing direction. But suddenly, one day when they were out playing chase, a young hunter galloped past the girl with the beautiful blue eyes, turned and came back towards her when his horse slipped and he fell off. The horse got up, but he didn't. She stopped immediately, jumped off her horse and ran across. There seemed to be no one else around. Everyone had ridden away. The young hunter asked her for help. So bit by bit, she helped him up, hauled him onto her horse, and they limped back very slowly. When she got to her house, her father said, what's going on? What is happening here? Father, his horse threw him. I think he's broken his leg. We must give him help. But in those days, that was not very easy, for some people did not get on well with other people. You will have to put him back on a horse and send him by himself. The horse will know his way home, and I forbid you to help him again. The young man was very, very sad, but also in a lot of pain. His horse had actually followed them to the house, so the young girl tied him onto his own horse and sent him on his way, never to see him again, or so she thought. And then she asked her father, why are you so cross with that ma family? Sometimes they're bandits and they steal things. He lives in the mountains with eagles and rabbits and they look for snow leopards. He doesn't have anything. He's a mountain man. Well, the daughter said, he must be very brave if he lives in the mountains. He's certainly a great rider. Perhaps we could give him work and that way he could own some land of his own and not have to go to the mountains. He certainly seemed very clever. But her father would not agree. Time went by and one day when she was just out gently riding her horse, not playing chase with her friends, she found herself wandering towards the mountains. She hadn't actually been that close to the mountains before. Below were grassy pastures, but higher and higher you could see the paths were steep and very dangerous. How could anybody hunt here? And she thought of the young man that she had helped. And then she thought she saw something on the mountain. It seemed to pull her towards it. Was it a light? Was it a sword shimmering? Was it? What was it? She rode her horse closer and closer and discovered it was a beautiful giant waterfall that cascaded into the caverns. It was so lovely. She could not resist taking her horse right up to the pool of the waterfall where it could drink. And she had a drink as well. And just as she was about to get back on her horse, it startled itself and disappeared because right by her was a snow leopard. A giant snow leopard 
with snarling mouth and teeth. She had nothing on her to protect herself. The horse had been so frightened. What was she going to do? When suddenly, out of nowhere, came the very young man that she had saved. The snow leopard saw the hunter and before he could blink, he was gone. He knew otherwise he could be dead snow leopard. The young man said, what are you doing so close to the mountains? I saw the waterfall or something that I wasn't sure what it was and then I discovered it was a waterfall and I don't know why, but I just got drawn here and now, oh dear, I've lost my horse. Well, you saved me once, I can save you. And so with that, he took her all the way back to where she lived. Now her father was not happy to see the young man again, who he knew had nothing but mountains to hunt in. What? What are you doing here? Father, father, he saved me from a snow leopard. What were you doing in the mountains, my child? It is so dangerous. Her beautiful blue eyes began to draw tears as she told the story. The father thanked the hunter and said, I know I should repay you, and so, maybe, maybe I could offer you some work, and you could come here, and you could earn some money, and then you could have some land, and you wouldn't need to hunt in the mountains anymore. At first the young man thought that was a great idea and it started out well but he longed for those mountains and he so wanted to go back there. The young girl enjoyed his friendship but one day when she went to take him some supper his horse had gone and she realised he had to. She started to cry and for some reason she couldn't stop crying. She cried and she cried and she cried. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you, said her father. I, I wish I could see the young man again and enjoy the mountains as well. I wish we could go to both places and not just stay in one. But when the father looked down, he noticed that her tears had started to turn into a lake and the lake started to triple over, over a hill and before long, there was a waterfall and there was a lake. And they looked at each other and said, maybe the mountains have come to us. And from that day on, everybody said that the tears of the young girl brought water to that land and made the lake. And so they never forgot her. And that's how they believe the mountain and the lake came together and if you go there today you can see trees have grown alongside the lake and waterfalls have fish in them now. Thank you for listening to Pick a Tale today. Thank you.
Welcome to Picketail. These stories are stories from the tents, Central Asia. This one is called Fountain of Life. And you know, it's often stories that tell how things came about. A fountain. Do you know of a fountain near you? Hmm, there's a fountain on the lake in Pukekira Park. And there you can feed the ducks as well, if you should come to New Plymouth. It's a great park to visit. Now, one day an old man was meditating. Birds kept flying around him. Some had red and gold wings. They had beautiful feathers, and one of them fell to the ground. Oh, oh, what a beautiful feather, said the old man. And as soon as he picked it up, it turned into a fairy. Greetings, said the fairy, otherwise known as Peri in Asia. Follow me, I have some good news for you. She pulled on her coat of feathers and suddenly flew up into the sky. The old man stood up, his back was stiff. He brushed the dust from his robe and he followed the bird into the forest. Trees closed over his head. Oh, it was so green and so cool. How had he not gone this way before? And the bird, like our little fantail, kept flitting around. Follow me, follow me. He went deeper and deeper into the forest. The trees were very thick and it started to grow dark. The old man strained his eyes to see the bird who kept going from branch to branch. Wait for me, said the old man. I could get lost. I don't know which path to take. Slow down. He saw something glittering ahead and he thought it must be the bird. So taking very careful steps not to lose sight of it, he carried on until right in the heart of the forest was a glade and in the middle a sparkling fountain. Oh my, said the old man, how can this be? Water bubbling up out of the ground, making a fountain in the middle of a forest? Suddenly the bird fluttered to the ground and pulled off her feather coat. Oh, fairy bird, I wondered where you were. Well, said the fairy, I would not leave you. I thought you might be thirsty on our walk. So I have brought you to the glade of the famous fountain. It is an amazing fountain and anyone who drinks from it will feel full of magic and wonder. Oh, how marvellous, said the old man. The water tasted good when he drank it. It was like honey. It was beautiful. So he drank a lot. His old back straightened and his dusty robe started to feel different. He turned and looked at himself in the reflection of the water. What's this? he said to himself. My coat has turned green, very silky. Fairy said, look, the more you drink, the younger you will feel. Many have tried to find this fountain and failed. Giglamesh went to the underworld but couldn't find it. Korkutta searched but didn't find it. Even Alexander the Great could not find it. Because it's a secret, said the fairy bird. I 
liked you, she said, and so I thought I would bring you to the fountain. But you must never tell anyone where it is. Well, I wasn't looking for such a thing, but I thank you for this great gift. What were you looking for when you were sitting back, having your eyes closed when I came along? Well, I was just wondering, just wondering what I could do tomorrow to bring joy and happiness to people. But now I feel I have drunk this water and I feel quite strong. And I'm wearing a beautiful green silk jacket, which I've never had before. I feel like I look like the trees. And the fairy laughed and said, well, you do, but you're walking, not like the trees. And with that, the little bird flew away. The old man did feel quite strong. He picked up an old dry stick and suddenly it turned into blossom. He pulled the green robe about him and he set off back through the forest. And his head became full of stories. And then he began to feel that at once he had thought he couldn't get through the forest, he knew where the paths were. Well, he said, this is a great day for me. I have found a fountain that's given me new life. But I can't remember where it is. Maybe that's a good thing, because the fairy did say not to. But I'm full of stories now. I think I'd like to go and be a storyteller. I think I could walk from village to village and I could collect as many stories as possible. And maybe, maybe I could stop and tell stories in tents. Maybe I could even tell one at Pickertail. Thank you for listening to pick a tale today thank you for listening to pick a tale look forward to you tuning in next week and listen to the next exciting stories from access radio taranaki 104.4 fm check out the website and the podcasts in case you were too busy to sit down and listen this time you can choose your own time thank you from leslie dowden This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com.